Hey, this is Ryan Harris, co-host of The Jay Pitch Show and co-founder of an amazing company called Simba. Simba is like QuickBooks on steroids for real estate agents, and it's changing the way they do their accounting and manage their business. Time is money, and Simba saves real estate agents both. Simba takes away the administrative burden of being an agent, from deal tracking to bookkeeping and taxes, Simba makes your entire workload seamless and stress-free. You can be up and running in seconds. Download Simba for free straight from the App Store, add your agent profile and commission split, upload your contacts straight from your phone, connect your bank accounts, and automate your bookkeeping and accounting. Simba is the most mobile-friendly app ever built for real estate agents. So if you're looking for a way to save time, grow your business, and stress less, then look no farther than Simba. Try it out today and see the difference it can make in your business. It is available on iOS and Android. You can search Simba, S-Y-M-B-A in the App Store or go to GetSimba.com. Let me talk to you for a minute about my friend, Michael Bush. Mike has spent over 20 plus years with Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor and manages an office here in Louisville. He's my own personal financial advisor. One reason is that he knows that my investments in real estate and my business are my best investments where I get my best returns. After that, I also invest in the stock market for diversification and tax advantages. Mike and his team have done a great job handling those investments for me. Their team takes a comprehensive look at planning, so he's regularly bringing up ideas that add value and build a more secure plan. Things like protecting my income with disability insurance, protecting my family with life insurance, and ways to get more out of my cash that would otherwise be sitting in a savings account earning nothing. Mike and his team at Northwestern Mutual have been great partners for me and my family, and I encourage you to give him a call. No obligation, just a conversation to see how they can help. Call Michael Bush at 502-727-2758 or email him at michael.bush at nm.com. We spent the past couple of years in a crazy hot market. Louisville home sales decline as demand outpaces supply. Effective communication is at the core of any situation. If you master these two ideas, you'll have a chance of being successful at residential real estate marketing. I think you need to be looking for investment opportunities that move the needle. The market will never crash if demand exceeds supply. This is what I've been telling you all along. This is the J-Pitch Show. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Talk Radio 1080. This is the Jay Pitts Show. I am your host, Jay Pitts, with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Harris. What's up? What's up? You know, we're not recording on Saturday morning, but they're listening on Saturday morning. I feel like I should have yeah, like... a happy weekend. Happy weekend, yeah. everybody. You know, I should feel like I should have like a Yeti with some coffee in it. It's brisk outside right now. Oh, you're describing somebody's morning right now. Dude, it's a relaxing morning. Actually, this Saturday, I don't know. We'll see. The weather is so spotty. Like, it might be raining when they listen to this. I am looking forward to my relaxing mornings again on the weekend. Until, you're, uh, until your baby's born, then you well, have no mornings. That I'll have, I'll have a couple months before that. But just, <laughs> just once this marathon training's done, man... I, uh, I I love it, but I'm ready to run again for fun and not train for something. No, I'm with uh, you. And I just want my Saturday morning back where, I just, like you said, have the coffee, nice weather. I mean, it's the best weather you can have right now in the mornings. So so Hillary works. Does she work like 312s or how many, no, how many no, days a week? Four she, days a week now. She's four days, so four tens? Correct. Well, that's cool. She's still got three full days off. So I, I'm, I'm curious what the different, how, how, how it'll be a different experience. It's been, you know, a decade since my first was born. And so like I, tr- I ran a marathon in 07, probably not near as fast as you will, but I ran a marathon in 07. I ran the mini in 08. Uh, I ran the mini again, maybe in 11. And I, once, once my son was born, I couldn't find enough time. For the long training runs, it's unbelievable like it's like how two, much three, of your time it like takes. Like two, three hours, especially if you're driving to a part of the city to do the run, because we would run at Iroquois a lot. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a 25, 30 minute drive to Iroquois, then two hours of running on a 20 mile run day, and then a 30 to 40 minute drive home. And then you got a little bit of a break and you need to get something to eat. And it's like, it's a whole day. I tell you, I'm not jealous of fast runners because they're fast. Jealous? I'm they jealous because yes, they can. They get it done quicker. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; it'd be great to be fast. I don't that. Uh, I'll never get there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's what I'm jealous with them about. So, fun story. Um, fun story about my running. I will tell you. Um, growing up, we would have conditioning for basketball, baseball, football, whatever, whatever season we were in. And they usually had two groups. And this was, I think, a, a Doug Barnes thing. Doug, if you're listening, I'm going to attribute this to you, even if it wasn't we, you. We can send it to him. We can send it to him. 
there was two groups. There was the rabbits and the trucks. I don't know why he came up with trucks. It was a rabbit and turtle. Uh, <laughs> it should have been the rabbits and the turtles. But uh, I think, you know, he was trying to say, like, oh, you're big. You're not slow. But that means <laughs> they were just trying to be nice. I don't think you can do that nowadays. They, they were try- I don't think you can. Um, that, was, uh, that was the 80s for you, probably. Or that was probably the 90s. 80s children are used to this. But uh, I was definitely a truck. In fact, when I went to Swags, which is Swags even around anymore? Swag Sports Shoes? Is that a thing? It is? It's still around? Okay, it's Swags. So um, what was his last name? Swag Hartel? Swag Hartel. Like a a career like distance runner. Dude's phenomenal. Um, Now there's, I think, still Fleet Feet and probably a few others. Anyway, uh, I bought my shoes at Swags, and they were actually called The Beast. (laughs) It was literally made... For men greater than 230 pounds. It would have been better if it was the trucks. It was it was the beast. So uh, speed is not my game. It's just slow and steady like the tortoise, like the turtle, like you said. It's like uh, that new, I think it's, uh, I don't know, there's a new song out with something like that. But, all right, we have a good show for you. Talked, talked a little bit about running. Uh, once again, we're going to start with story from the field. An agent has a problem. Uh, we'll talk about Twitter replacing its free API. Uh, the first U.S. state votes to ban TikTok. Blackstone raises more than $30 billion for giant real estate fund and ripped the red envelope. Netflix is no longer doing DVD rentals. So yep. it's kind of what we're going to get into this show. And we'll kick it off with story from the field. And let me read this screenshot, actually. So okay. this one is from a Facebook group, the story from sure. the field. So for l- people listening, there's this massive real estate Facebook group. I think it's like 400,000 members now. A lot of agents, investors, and probably just nosy people as well. Uh, But it provides a lot of funny uh, posts. It's just, I mean, it's just like any social media, just people going at each other. Uh, But this this agent uh, said this, I want to vent. Uh, That's how I knew this was going to be a good one. And they posted anonymous, but uh, I'll read it again. I want to vent, so I'm going anonymous. I'm venting because of my stupidity. How moronic can I be? I'm too nice and too trusting and still like to help people. I got this house listed. The owner bought another house in another state and moved out. There were several animals in this home still in a great desirable area. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically this agent redid the floor for them in the room that the animals were in that kind of tore it up, painted the room for them all out of their own cost, did some landscaping Seller's not happy with it, is going to redo it all, and doesn't want to pay the agent back, and is thinking about not listing with that agent now. $3,000. Um, I think the agent is quite foolish. So this is a thing. I, I think they got it right in the first paragraph. That I, <laughs> I mean, it's just quite foolish. Uh, it has become a trend, a market trend, for in certain markets, at least – Probably 21, part of 22, even as early as 20. Maybe Probably more even, luxury markets, right? It's, it's more luxury market as well. So what you'll find is inventory-strapped markets where sellers have still enormous leverage despite the fact that their homes are less than desirable in terms of um, cosmetic appeal. So high-end real estate agents, very successful high-end real estate agents, will go in, okay, because – Commissions are being compressed because of competition and there's a ton of competition. So even the best agents get edged out sometimes just by sheer volume of having to like interview against five agents. Right. So as a, as a point of differentiation, a good, like a really successful agent or a big team or team lead or brokerage would go in and offer to renovate this, the property on behalf of the seller, spend sometimes six figures, Right in these luxury markets, uh, the one that I'm most privy to personally is one in Boston. We referred to a really good agent in Boston. One of our team members referred to an agent I know in Boston that did this. She put a hundred thousand dollars into the property. She had the uh, she took a lien against the property. Had a had a contract for the construction. She fronted the money. That's good. She oversaw. Right, everything was spelled out. Okay, here's what happens when you don't pay. Here's what happens when the house doesn't sell. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The, the contract converted to a mortgage where the homeowner would have been required or she could foreclose, right? Which remember, there was a ton of equity in the property, so the, the owner is not going to let that happen, right? 
they, they may lose 300,000 in equity to not pay back a hundred thousand dollar loan. So that's not going to happen. So, so my, my point is it's not a bad idea to do these things. If you're well capitalized, if you have the skills, if you have the organization, if you're trying to set yourself apart from your competition in a competitive market, okay, I see it. But you can't be foolish. You can't do it out of the goodness of your heart. You have to do it because it's a competitive advantage from a business perspective. And yes, you get to get the benefit of feeling great about helping someone that needed help. But it has to be, you know, at arm's length. It has to be, you know, professional it has to be sterile it cannot be because you because the only reason is you feel sorry for someone right and you certainly have to approach it like a business and execute from a business perspective that's what this agent did it was wildly successful she got paid back her money she got the full commission she didn't have to discount she didn't lose the listing she sold it pretty instantly and made a really nice commission and served a client and has a raving fan there's a lot of benefit there. Is it usually the agents or is it the bank fronting that money? The agent did in this case. And, and I, I'm familiar with, with agencies in California that do the same thing. This was in Boston, New York city, Miami. You know, I, I'm even aware of some Nashville stuff, some Nashville folks that did that, you know, whereas you wouldn't, I mean, maybe you would now, but not that long ago, you wouldn't have put that market on. I tell you what, I hate to say this. The first place I saw this, and I figured it probably happened or it's starting to become a trend, but the first place I really saw this was a Netflix show, Selling Sunset. Oh, man. That was your first uh, mistake. You watched, yeah. you watched that? Uh, my wife. That's my get out <laughs> of all that. Dude. I, it's on the TV. So, And I'm, I have my phone with Hulu pulled up watching sports. I used to come home, and my wife would be watching, you know, um, House Hunters or whatever. Back in the day when this, these shows first started, you know, the flip shows. And I, I said, look, you have to turn that off. <laughs> that or, is or exactly go, what I, I, I said. This is my work. I don't want to come home I and don't listen to come, these people I don't talk come. fake stuff. And it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. You have to go somewhere else and close the door or you have That's to turn so funny. Off. Anyway. Did, did she turn it off? Um, no, of course not. She doesn't listen to me. <laughs> she, she has a mind of her own. Um, I think I went somewhere else. Yeah, I noticed. I, I said I have Hulu on my phone now. Like, so I just pull pull it up and watch watch Air my po- phone. AirPods and so my my screen time's even worse now. Do you uh, know? Actually, maybe we'll save this for the next segment. It's bad. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this next segment. We're gonna cut to a couple sponsors, just two minutes, and we'll be back on the Jay Pitt Show. I'm your co-host Ryan Harris. Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. See you in a sec. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. Thanks for listening to Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to the Jay Pitch Show. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris. Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. All right, Jay. We about talked about it this the last segment before before the couple sponsors. Do you have any idea what your screen time is on your phone? I'm I'm looking it up right now. You know, you get that thing like, hey, your screen time went up by this percent or down. I tell by you this what percent. gets me the most. I don't I'm right around oh, it's gonna be bad to say. Probably like eight and a half hours and it's even more discouraging when I have like a good week and it's like your screen time was down twenty four percent last week. You were on it seven hours a day. Like, that's still awful. <laughs> I I, I want to say mine is it, it's not pulling up right now. Um, for some reason, Your phone's it's, cutting you I, off. I've got the spinny wheel of death. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I want to say it's like nine. I want to say it's like nine. That's hours. better than I thought it'd be. Well, 
I mean, I'm on it all day talking to people. I'm sure that's counted. You know what's even more? You have your notifications off. Yes, it's still not. Yeah, it's still. I I don't get sucked into anything. Like, I mean, I I don't have any email notifications. I have no text notifications. I have no no red dots for social media notifications. None of it. I have to go specifically to that app looking for the thing. None of my and, and. when I download a new app, I always try, try to set it to default no notifications. And when I end up seeing red dots on my phone, I get really, really angry <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it, it, it really upsets me. This is an Apple. You know, we 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 did a we did we had a little cut from yeah, from our show the other day. People love that on social media. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Who knew there were so many Android lovers out there? <laughs> dude, the, the daggers are out. No, one thing I hate about Apple is. Every time it updates, it wrecks all your settings. Yeah. Like it like all my notifications I had to redo them every time the phone updates. Huh. It's a pain. It is a pain. I just updated my phone not too long ago. Yeah. It's pretty smooth. Uh <laughs> it's a funny story. Uh so my dad got a brand new truck. I can't exactly remember what it is, but I mean, can't get them. It's has mas- massages in the seats. Like, I mean, it's it's just sick. It's awesome, but he uh he bought it from uh, Herb Jones down in E Town, and he had his son Jesse and one of his other sons. My dad couldn't get the couldn't get the Bluetooth working, and they rode around with him for about an hour. He's probably gonna get mad at me for telling the story. Rode around with him for about an hour, and they were like, "Let me see your phone." And they're like, uh, "Mr. Harris, I think you need to update your phone." <laughs> it was like five, six updates behind, and that's why I wouldn't connect. So. <laughs> Hey, Dad, don't yell at me. I thought you were going to say he had, like, Bluetooth disabled or something. Like, No, it's just the classic, your phone's six <laughs> updates behind. But I love it. All right. Let's talk about Twitter. We, yeah. we, we talked about Twitter in the beginning of this show. Not not this one today, but our first couple episodes. And I haven't talked about it in a bit, but uh, they're in the news always this time. The top, the it says Twitter replaces its free API with a paid tier in quest to make more money. After weeks of stalling, Twitter finally announces its new API price structures on Wednesday. These three tiers include a bare bone free level, mostly meant for content posting bots, a hundred dollar per month, basic level and a costly enterprise level. Uh, do you see that next paragraph on there? How much it says it costs? Of 42000 a month. Yeah, so Microsoft is dropping Twitter from its advertising platform next week, nearly two months after the Twitter announcement, and they announced they'll be charging a minimum of $42,000 a month for its enterprise access to its API. That's, that's kind of wild. You know, a lot of people are angry about this. People are angry about everything always, but this one makes sense to me. So they were talking about uh, news networks or like bad weather or something they need. Everybody needs to know about immediately these news networks and they're not getting a break on this. They're going to have to pay Yeah, even local news. So our local news stations, 42,000 a month minimum for that, for that level. I mean, it's, it's so that's the thing, you know, I've never been, I have a lot of faith in the competency of Elon Musk, right? I, I I don't think the way that he thinks. I'm not on that level from a business perspective. I think, you know, the thing that was always so intriguing about Twitter is that it wasn't very profitable. It even even by comparison to other social networks, they've never had a very good ad product, right? It, it's mostly organic and it is crazy cultish when it comes to its its user base and to be able i i i will say this anytime there's news so i get a text the other day you you heard about what happened at mail high school yesterday i did not so th- there's been a series of fights in the morning you know the boys got spring fever and they're fighting you know they're fighting and th- th- apparently the one yesterday was really big and this is like the third consecutive day and they they staged police officers at all the entrances and exits, and they were expecting more fights when school broke out when when school adjourned for the day. So anyway, my point is, I get a text from a friend saying, "Hey, have you heard anything about what's going on at Mail High School?" Because obviously, after the you know shooting downtown a f- few weeks ago, um, people are on edge a little bit. First place I go, Twitter. 
And there was nothing. Okay, but like, if you, you think about it. Did you go and search male high school? I searched male high school on Twitter, and I got like a football score from like last fall. <laughs> but like, the truth is, this because there was no breaking news, right? It's the first place I went when the old National Bank shooting happened. I was following several reporters posting by the minute, right? It, it, is, it is a valuable, it, the platform has value beyond belief when it comes to stuff like that. And for news organizations to be able to drive eyeballs, clicks, Add, add sales of their own because of website visitors directly using Twitter's distribution channel. It's worth more than they could ever pay to recreate the same amount of the same amount of viewership. Absolutely. Nobody's going to Instagram and searching that. And no. very, very few people are going to Facebook and searching it. And Facebook search is just doesn't even compare to Twitter. Doesn't compare uh, I am, you know, Twitter's turning into something it wasn't, though. You know, Elon Musk wants to, to make it that everything app. I'm a little upset about that because I just liked it for what it was. But yeah. he spent uh, 20 something or how, how many 40, billions? 40, 40 something I billion? Think it was 42 billion. On the app. So he can do with it what he wants. Well, he gets to do what he wants. And that's the thing is he had probably no idea what he was walking into after all the diligence that he was afforded. Had no idea what he was walking into. He 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 eliminated. You saw the clip. They're operating at twenty percent of the staff at the time. Then at the time that he purchased the company, like I still chuckle every time I think about that that video of him carrying in the kitchen sink. Like yeah. I mean, the dude just is willing to do what no one else will. Sinks aren't, sinks aren't light either, dude. It's not. That thing weighed like a hundred pounds. It looked like. But he he said he said. You know, I gotta I gotta turn the ship around, right? Um, you know, Meta's already copied his idea of you know the verifications, the paid verifications. I mean, I think there's something to be said for knowing that you're interacting with an actual human being. Absolutely. You know, this is just another thing. Like he says, this is what we've got. This is value. You're gonna pay it. It's a tax. That's what it is. Yeah, Elon and we haven't even talked about this yet. So we did mention Microsoft is dropping Twitter because of that. And it goes on to say, unsurprisingly, Twitter owner Elon Musk finds the move galling, even threatening today on Twitter to take legal action, apparently referring to Microsoft's licensing agreement with the AI outfit OpenAI, ChatGPT, which we talk about a lot. He's saying they trained illegally using Twitter data lawsuit time. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you hear his comment the other day about uh, about releasing his own competitor? Now he, I mean, he's heavily invested in the original. Did you hear about? He's yes. going to call it Truth GPT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the words that he showed, that he chose chose to say this were kind of like a little, you know, Mad Max. You know, like we're going to search for like what's good, true, and beautiful, and like about the universe. I mean, it was like a little dystopian. But you know, that's just where this guy's brain is. I think. Yeah, you know, he was a co-founder of ChatGPT whenever it was nonprofit. Yeah. And then I guess he's technically not a co. I guess he's still a co-founder, but not an owner. And well, he had a tweet, and he said he gave him a billion dollars, and he said, "So how? How? Where's my billion dollars now that you're for profit?" Is basically yeah. what, what what the gist of the tweet was. Yeah, Sam Altman's the CEO now. Yeah, uh, very successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I, I I believe Elon. You know, he backs up most of the things he says. So if he says there's a lawsuit coming, uh, I, I don't doubt him. Well, he hasn't appointed a CEO of Twitter yet. You know what I feel like I'm watching in real time? And I just started watching this show, Secession. Uh, so I'm on. I'm actually on season four now. Are you? I'm not all the way caught up, but I feel like I'm watching Secession in real time. It's a good show. It's, it's great. A, it's a good show. I mean, it... it, it he said it, it's, the, it's, a, it's the show about making deals where no deal ever gets done. None. None. And, and it, it's so... It, like you can believe that it's like that, can't you? You're like, man, this is such a like the 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 patriarch that like made it and his like messed up kids trying to like monkey around and figure out how to keep it going. And Elon does have a lot of kids. He's got a ton of kids. All right, maybe we'll get a reality show like that sometime. Yeah, uh, we're gonna cut to some ads here in a in a second. When we come back, we'll be talking about the first U.S. state that voted to ban TikTok. And we'll talk about Blackstone raising their $30 billion fund. Uh, But in a couple of minutes, we'll be back. Jay Pitt Show, Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. I'm your co-host, Ryan Harris. See you in a sec.
Hey, listen up. Do you own a car, truck, or boat? Do you own a business? Do you own or rent a home? If so, let's face it, you need to protect these assets from damage caused by accidents. For that, you need a friend in the insurance business. Let my friend John Blackford with Kentucky Farm Bureau protect you. Like many of you listening, Jen and I have worked hard to build our businesses over the years. John has delivered on his promise to protect us when we've needed it the most. We've experienced losses as small as a crack in our windshield or as big as a catastrophic property fire. While he has two decades of experience, Kentucky Farm Bureau has over a century of operational excellence all across the state. Every year, insurance companies move in and out of Kentucky, but Farm Bureau has proven to be a constant. John and Kentucky Farm Bureau have perfected the balance of providing service and coverage at competitive rates. Listen, we've all worked hard and loss or damage is inevitable. This is why we all need a friend in the insurance industry. John Blackford has been that genuine friend to me for years. Let John Blackford be that friend to you. Call him today at 502-327-5480 for advice on all your insurance needs. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Motto Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. Call him today at 502-931-8670. You're listening to Talk Radio 1080. We're back, folks. Thanks for hanging on with us. Jay Pitts here with the Jay Pitts Show. Real Talk Radio 1080. Real news, <laughs> real talk. God, man, I butchered that. Hey, you made me feel better. Real news, real talk. Well, we got the uh, the shade up over the thing. I usually look at the, the TV screen, but we got, we got it covered up. I had to turn to the other side. Uh, it's funny we even I have think, to look at it because we did it the other day without without, without anything without yeah. anything. You know, I think they'll forgive me. Hopefully, you made me feel better because I, I messed it up a little bit. Before uh, we kept you're, ads, you're, so. you're fine. And and on that note, let's talk about TikTok. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll, we'll just go over this real quick. First, U.S. state votes to ban TikTok with ten thousand dollar fine per violation. As reported by the Wall Street Journal, Montana lawmakers voted 54 to 43 in favor of approving the bill. It will now be sent to the governor, and if he signs it, Montana will officially become the first state to implement a statewide TikTok ban. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I mean, I suppose it is within the state's authority to do. It seems like something that should happen at the national level or not at all. Yeah. And you know, I'm not just the for, state making a statement, honestly. I, I, I think I think there's too much political grandstanding these days. And I, I mean it's on both sides of the aisle. And this is, you know, probably from the conservative side, this is more of a conservative talking point. People are worried about, you know, security. Um I, I wonder, I mean I don't know. I'm not aware of any like top secret military, you know, installations in the state of Montana. I don't know that it really has anything to do with anything other than it's probably, you know, a super majority of conservative state Senate and probably a, a, a Republican governor and just trying to flex and getting out, out in front of an issue because it just seems like that's the temperature in politics. Oh, these yeah, days. Everybody right. needs their thing. Mm hmm. Right, so um, and you what's know, hotter than banning TikTok right I, now? Not you know, much. I, I really don't like it. I mean, I think I think I kind of come out with Rand Paul a little bit on this. You know, he testified before a committee, you know, in the Senate the other day, where he said that you know Meta and our, you know, our national like at home social media companies are guilty of all the same things that that TikTok's being accused of. It's really just, you know, nationalist fervor, right? It's 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 who owns ByteDance that we're talking about. That's literally what we're talking about. Yeah. It it mentioned ByteDance here. Uh it's a, you know, so that the bill is written today, going to effect January first, twenty twenty four. What I found the most interesting though, 
is this last piece. As explained by the Associated Press, the penalties that $10,000 fine I was talking about earlier would not be applied to the users themselves, thank thank goodness, uh, but rather ByteDance or the App Store from which the app was downloaded. This, of course, includes Apple and Google. So basically, citizens of Montana could en masse download and use the app and in, and in, in effect... Well, you create so, a fine for so if, if Apple lets them. The way I think about this is they could download the app, but there'd probably be something with your location. Just how sports betting apps yeah. work now. You know, I'm I'm only a mile from Indiana, but you I gotta go over there still to no, use the app. You, you gotta go further than that. I know because you do. We, we, Drew had a, had a buddy drive just across the East End Bridge and try to place an NCAA tournament bet. Yeah, keep going. Not long ago, you got to get a few miles in. Yeah, um, before it'll let you. Yeah. So that that's that's a little bit on TikTok. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. Let's get to the meat of this segment, and that is Blackstone raises more than thirty billion for giant real estate fund. There's been a lot of talk about Blackstone over the last two years throughout COVID and all the real estate they're buying. And on April 11th, Blackstone said it had raised $30.4 billion for its latest global real estate fund as the private equity behemoth looks to double down on the industry. The fund called Blackstone Real Estate Partners X is 48% bigger than the asset management giant's previous real estate fund, which closed in 2019. So all the talk Blackstone got the last two years, they just raised a fund 48% bigger this time around. I mean, you know, we got a lot of uh, a lot to say. A lot of a lot of, a lot of Blackstone is one of a few you know hedge funds that's just kind of is it even are they is it even accurate to call them a hedge fund anymore? I mean, it seems like they're more than that. It's what Blackstone, Vanguard, and uh, there's one more I'm missing. But these are market makers, and uh, you know, I'm kind of done trying to read the tea leaves. Frankly, I, this could be a cu- one of a couple of things for me. Um, real estate's tangible. This could be a sign that just what we've been saying, that the real estate market is not crashing. And they know that. And they know it. Okay, who would know better, right? Somebody who is owns a ton of real estate, has made, you know, essentially, you know, institutional investing a big part of their portfolio the last several years. It could be that, you know the the dollar and and the the fear of you know the you know oil based dollar or dollar based oil purchase. I don't know. You, you know that all all oil transactions around the world are done in United States dollars. So you know there's been some 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 kind of rumor that you know Iran, South, South Korea, China, and Russia are working together to try and debase, you know, the United States currency from being the currency that oil is transacted in. It could signal that that's more of a problem than we understand. I think that's probably highly unlikely, frankly. I mean, most of these, these uh, nations that are said to be a part of this, this um, coalition, if you will, Brazil is another one. Their economies are much weaker than ours here in the United States. So I don't know. Um, you think the government will ever stop step in and stop something like this? I I don't because I think they're very well lobbied and unfortunately that's that's the same that's the yeah. situation. And and you know they they buy into you know um the the corporate speak that is very popular in Washington, the you know the good stewards of the community type, you know, promoting diversity, equity and inclusion and things like that. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, um, you know, climate change, they, they donate a lot of money to climate change efforts, things like that, that are very popular in government. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to get stepped. They're going to get stepped on there. I, I don't know what they're going to buy. I want to know what they're going to buy. Rental housing is pretty vague. Hospitality. Yeah. It, all it know. really said is it's stepping away from traditional office and malls. Well, which you know, I guess is maybe what it focused on. I don't at know. At one point. I don't, I mean, you know, the the writing's been on the wall with shopping malls for a long time. Um, you know, here locally, you could you, you never seen 
Just build a top golf by it. Build a top golf, okay? But are you familiar? This may be a story for for another episode because it's a little little long for this um, this one. But the story of the Oxmoor Mall. Are you are you familiar with the story of the Oxmoor Mall? The ground lease that the ox that, that was cut. No, you know that. So very very Get into different. It. Let's talk about no, it. No 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 I, no. I, no, I, I don't want to go too deep. But long and short is a very favorable lease was cut to developers from you know a very prominent family in town to allow the construction of the Oxmoor mall, which was a premium of premium of premium price at the time, but it was a very long, and I don't want to say it's part of another reason why I want to be a little more well-researched. I'm not sure. I think it was like a 50 year ground lease, not a hundred year ground lease, but property has appreciated in value so much since then that, that now the Oxmoor mall pays a fraction Okay, to lease the ground that it's on of what it's worth, whereas Mall St. Matthews was a traditional purchase and paid and has transferred hands multiple times. And the current operator paid a a premium okay, to own it. And shopping malls are kind of a dying breed. So it's it's a it's a exercise, a study, a lesson in successful commercial real estate practitionership. That is the Oxmoor Mall versus the Mall St. Matthews. Yeah. Not, sure. th- not that they're not successful at all, but there's a huge disparity. Yeah, it's interesting. I always, always wonder where you learn all these things in Louisville. Man, I just listen, and I, I listen. And I, I had a, a, I think actually Robert Vaughn told that me that story originally. You know Robert Vaughn is? No. Real estate instructor. Tell you know a lot. Yeah, Robert Vaughn is a is a like forty year practitioner. He's a very he's a character. He taught real estate school at the Apass Weichel Institute of Real Estate, where I went gotcha. years upon years upon years ago. He did it in person. Oh, dude, did it in person. That's for sure. It was the only way to do it back then. Like any any other online was so bad back then. Was it? You know, I'm going to be very interested to follow this Blackstone news though. I haven't seen it in the news as much as I thought I would. Uh, it's, they announced it a week ago and yeah, I was, it was kind of surprised. I haven't, I haven't heard it, seen a ton about it, but I think you'll slowly start seeing a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm surprised it's not on this list? The Apple Goldman Sachs, was it Goldman Sachs? Apple Goldman Sachs, 4.2% APY uh, money market. Yeah, I, I did read a little bit about that. Thought about throwing it on here and we can talk about it if we want. But, it's like. Uh, it's like three hundred percent of the national average on similar accounts. Yeah. Well, you know what I was reading; it was pretty interesting, and maybe we'll open uh, the next segment with that just real quick after we cut to a couple sponsors. We'll be back on the Jay Pitch Show. I'm your co-host Ryan Harris. Talk Radio 1080, Real News, Real Talk. See you in a bit. Motto Mortgage Premier Partners is your source for hassle-free home loans in Louisville, Kentucky. With their commitment to providing the best loan options, they make buying a home effortless. With Senior Loan Officer Andrew Dow at the helm, you can rest assured that you're in good hands. Andrew has a wealth of experience in the lending industry and has helped countless clients achieve their dreams of owning a home. At Motto Mortgage Premier Partners, they pride themselves on providing top-notch service and offering competitive rates and low fees. They understand that buying a home can be stressful, but their team is dedicated to making the process as easy as possible. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned pro, they have the expertise to guide you through the entire process. So if you're looking to purchase a home in Louisville, let Mono Mortgage Premier Partners and Andrew Dow help you find the loan that's right for you. Call him today at 502-931-8670. Real news, real talk. Talk Radio 1080. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to the Jay Pitts Show. I'm your host, Jay Pitts. Talk Radio 1080. Real news, real talk. Didn't butcher at that time. Got it. All right. So, um, Brian, I mean, we left off last segment. We talked about Blackstone. We talked a little bit about the Oxmoor Mall versus the Mall St. Matthews. Talked about TikTok bands. You know, I'm... I'm <laughs> Next on the rundown is the RIP to the red envelope, uh, where where 25 years later, Netflix kills off DVD rentals. And when I saw this, I immediately thought, I'm going to give you one guess. What was my first thought? 
Who has who uses DVDs anymore? <laughs> that that could have easily been that, but that no, was my. I genuinely thought they didn't do that already. Yeah, like I literally thought that they didn't do that anymore. Well, I actually saw um, another agent influencer post. It might have literally been yesterday or two days ago, and it was the massive agent on Instagram, uh, and he. P- posted a picture of Redbox and was like, do people still use these things? Like, you know, do you, do you know where Redbox took their business? No. The, they're a dumpster company now. I'm not joking. Redbox rents dumpsters with porta potties attached to the dumpster. So it's like a 10 yard... I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't know it was Redbox. It is Redbox. And they're literally painted red. It has the same logo... And if you think about it, like a construction site dumpster with a porta potty attached, uh-huh. it, it makes too much sense. And I like saw it, and I was like, Redbox, like for real, like and the that's distrib- the same company. It's the same exact company. The distribution here in Louisville, I'm sure it's a franchisee or something, is like not far from my house inside this little, you know, industrial park. I drive by it every day. Now I'm wondering, do they start as the movies or dumpsters? I think they started as movies. Well, that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, a good study. You asked me how I know these things about Louisville. Like Humana is a very similar story. They started. The, Humana has had a renaissance multiple times in its career. It's like only. Do you know it was a it was a uh, owner operator of nursing homes at one point, not not insurance. Huh. So it's it, it, it's it's had its most success as an insurance provider. You know what's cool about this show for me is, you know, I am the co-host, but I feel like I'm a listener learning and the people <laughs> listening are learning. So, well, I just get to be the one that talks to you. About you know, it. I just retain a weird amount of information. Um, it, it's not always 100% like, you know, fleshed out, but like I have the gist of a lot of topics. Yeah. So, you know, we were, I said earlier, my first thought was when I saw this, who uses DVDs anymore? Well, let now, me listen, tell you. Well, I want to read this real quick. Okay. So it says, the reason why Netflix is putting DVDs out to pasture isn't too hard to spot. Ever since digital streaming took off, not a whole lot of people are still interested in renting physical media. But here, I was shocked at how much money they still made from it. So Yahoo reports that Netflix has been making markedly less money from three or from these rentals lately. Last year, it brought in a profit it still brought in a profit of $146 million for the year. I don't know that, that they can afford to give up $146 million a year in profit. I'm like, that's a billion-dollar company. Just just that alone. Just it's 100. still a billion-dollar company. Absolutely. It's I, insane. So so to, to answer your question, my in-laws, they, they, were, <laughs> they were subscribers, and they still have their, their Blu-ray disc player on, and their 1080p television. And they're movie buffs, and they don't really, like, do streaming. You know, like, I've started to get my, my father-in-law into it. Like, I'll, I'll log into, like, the uh, Disney Plus account or whatever when we're at their house. He does have, he does have uh, Roku boxes now. Um, so, but, but it's because they, they, get their t- they get their cable. And I don't know if you know this, but Spectrum offers a streaming app. Did you know that you can, oh, you can have know. a streaming subscription through Spectrum, you, but you have to have a, like a Roku box, and so that's what he did because it was substantially cheaper than the cable he had, and so they watch all their television streaming, but it just doesn't feel like it to them. Let me tell you, I know everything Spectrum offers. I, I canceled my Spectrum Wi-Fi from my old house the other day, and it took thirty-five minutes on the phone because I was getting sold every single product they had. Uh, which I get. They, they, I told the guy too at the end. I was like, "You're great at this, but I don't want any of this. I already have it set up at the new house, AT and T fiber. Like, come on." I, I got stopped on the way out of Kroger the other day by a salesperson. They said, "Who, who do you have your uh, Who do you have your your internet service with?" And I, it, I blanked. And I, because you know, you set it up, and I don't, I don't think about it. It's auto pay. Groceries. <laughs> like I'm coming out of the grocery, and they got a, they got a, they got a table there, and I said, "Uh, uh, Spectrum." And I didn't even see the name on the table, like the tablecloth thing. I didn't see the. And she goes, oh, okay. And I, I turned around. There was a Spectrum sign. I was like, yes, because she <laughs> let me go. I didn't have to endure a 10-minute sales pitch or be rude to this person. Uh, I just got to leave. So I apparently said the right answer. It was amazing, though. I, I was all of a sudden eligible for every discount just in my area. And it was coming down a way cheaper. 
so there's a I, I'll not mention the name, but there's a local uh, radio personality that talks about their Sunday ticket, um, and and they cancel. They call to cancel their Sunday ticket every year because the price like triples, like because it's always a promotional rate, and so yeah. their NFL Sunday ticket. You know, around around August, about when football season kick up, they they pick up the phone and call Directv and say, "I'm out," and that's how they get the promotional rate for the following year. So, and it's like with 100 percent success, they always keep the rate the same. But you have to literally make the call and threaten; they won't just give it to you. You have to call. I haven't done Sunday ticket yet. I, I definitely do Red Zone though. Red Zone's the best. I've done Red Zone, but I don't do I don't do a fantasy football anymore. So I feel like it's much less necessary when you don't do fantasy football. Yeah, I'm sure Red Zone's harder to watch too with kids. So I'll learn that soon. I can't watch. I can't watch it. <laughs> I don't get to watch anything. I'm lucky if I get to watch the Ravens, and my ten year old is a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Well, that might not happen this year. Might either. not happen this year so. either. All right, let's let's end with a little real estate here, Jay. We're not going to get to all these, but uh, I did want to bring this up. I think these are good to do. Sure. Uh, this this is ten best kept secrets for selling your home. We'll just go through them, see what we get through. Well, number ten is number one. Yeah, I mean, I saw that one. I was like, no, they, they nailed this. So, selling secret number ten: pricing it right. I mean, it's the only thing that matters. Literally, I, I, I shouldn't say that. You can a culmination of other things can defeat a good price. But a good price or an accurate price pretty much trumps everything else. If you yeah. make a mistake there, nothing else matters. All right, let's let's move to number nine. That one that one was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, this is an interesting one. Half empty closets. It says storage is something every buyer is looking for, and you can never have enough of. Take half the stuff out of your closets, then neatly organize what's left in there. Buyers buyers will snoop, so be sure to keep all your closets and cabinets clean and tidy. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I would I would expand this to half empty shelves. Yeah, strategic strategic you know shelving like you you don't want your shelves chock full. Yeah. You want you want to thin out about fifty to sixty percent of anything on any one shelf, um, and and leave it that way. Uh, closets are the same. Again, not as impactful as price, but good. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't agree with saying buyers will snoop. Buyers have a right to look in closets and see what they look like. They're going to, they're going to, you're not going to stop them. All right. Selling, selling secret number eight, light it up, maximize the light in your home. Absolutely. Like a Christmas tree, every light, every shade open blinds pulled all the way up. Not just, not just open the blinds, like up, like more light, better. I feel like we're uh, doing around the horn right now. I'll give you a point. (laughs) Selling secret number seven, play the agent field. A secret sale killer is hiring the wrong broker. Make sure you have a broker who is totally informed. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I often say there's two reasons a house doesn't sell. One's the price and the other's the agent. If it's not the agent, it's definitely the price. Um, You know, my job in coaching real estate agents is helping them convey and communicate their value even when the consumer may not see it so that that question's answered before it gets asked. So, yes, uh, it's also true that a vast majority of consumers interview only one agent or don't interview at all. They just hire an agent. So I think asking agents to compete is not a bad thing. If you know who you're going to work with, just make sure they're qualified. Yep. Cool. You got another you got another ding. ding. Uh, selling secret number six, conceal the critters. You might think a cuddly dog would warm the hearts of potential buyers, but you'd be wrong. Not everybody is a dog or cat lover. Buyers don't want to walk in your home and see a bowl full of dog food. I kind of tend to agree. If nothing else, I mean, it's not really too unsightly for me. There's there's odors. Smell is a big thing. I don't know if that's lower down on the list. But uh, smell is a big thing. Um, you know, a home can feel very inviting when it smells well or sm- smells good or smells clean. Uh, just, just no real pet odor smells clean. And, and as we talked about, though, in the previous show, if if it's Gen Z coming to look at your home, absolutely leave it all out. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just sprinkle a little kibble in the entryway. Yep. All right. Selling secret number four, take the home out of your house. One of the most important things to do in selling your house is to depersonalize it. There's something to that. I don't, I don't th- I think you can take this too far. Um, I, th- I don't think you want it sterile. I think furnished is better than unfurnished because an unfurnished home feels sterile to me. It, it's either dirty or sterile, right? It's like a clean, empty house is sterile. <laughs> Okay, which is better than a dirty, empty house, but but a a, a lightly lived in, well cared for, pleasant smelling, well staged home, well lit home. That's where it's at. 
cool. All right. Well, we got about through half of those. You got anything else before we wrap up? No, nah, man. I mean, I, I'm enjoying doing this. You know, we're what, like seven, eight episodes in? We need to set up an email or something for people. Oh. Shoot us emails for questions. Okay. Or- well, you know, you can always just email us directly. You can get me at j at pitsteam.com, j at pitsteam.com. Um, you can find me on any of the socials. You know, of course, the show airs on Saturday mornings. We recorded a few days ahead of time. But Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock right here on Talk Radio 1080. Uh, as Ryan said, we'd love any feedback, and we certainly appreciate you tuning in. But I guess that's all the time we got for today. So for Ryan Harris, I am Jay Pitts, the Jay Pitts Show here on Talk Radio 1080. We'll catch you next week. Jay Pitts here, leader of the number one real estate team in Kentucky and host right here on 1080 WKJK. While the average agent sold just seven homes last year, our team successfully sold over 600. Our proven marketing system gets homes sold for top dollar and gets them sold fast. Many are seeing headlines about prices going down. Want to know the real truth? Text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent via text directly to your phone within one hour. Hello, my name is Megan. Jay's team recently sold my house and he really went above and beyond. It was fast and easy and I got 10000 over list price. The whole team really made this experience simple and stress-free. Remember, text the words home value to 502-805-8888. That's home value to 502-805-8888 and receive your no obligation home value sent directly to your cell phone via text within one hour. Hey, this is Ryan Harris, co-host of The Jay Pitch Show and co-founder of an amazing company called Simba. Simba is like QuickBooks on steroids for real estate agents, and it's changing the way they do their accounting and manage their business. Time is money, and Simba saves real estate agents both. Simba takes away the administrative burden of being an agent, from deal tracking to bookkeeping and taxes. Simba makes your entire workload seamless and stress-free. You can be up and running in seconds. Download Simba for free straight from the App Store, add your agent profile and commission split, upload your contacts straight from your phone, connect your bank accounts, and automate your bookkeeping and accounting. Simba is the most mobile-friendly app ever built for real estate agents. So if you're looking for a way to save time, grow your business, and stress less, then look no farther than Simba. Try it out today and see the difference it can make in your business. It is available on iOS and Android. You can search Simba. S-Y-M-B-A in the App Store or go to GetSimba.com.